systems work, people fail. This is the Advisor Mentorship Podcast, proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor with Jeremy Hauser. In today's crowded marketplace, advisors must find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you proven systems and processes to successfully build a 21st century advisory practice and discover how developing a work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. Welcome back to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Jeremy Hauser. Jeremy takes top financial professionals to the next level with systems and processes that have proven they work and bring results. I'm Patrice Sikora, and in this episode, we learn more about Jeremy's roadmap. Now, Jeremy, let's start with advisors and goals. How do your advisors find their goals and put them together? So towards the end of every year, I would probably would say around September, October, advisors start to already plan for the next year. So in this instance, for 2022, a lot of my advisors are looking for what's working out there in the field. They come, they have conversations with me. They want to make sure that they know what successful advisors are doing in other areas. And if maybe some of those resources could help complement what they're currently doing. And so during that process in October, we actually sit down in November. I do what's called a value engineering call with my advisors where we do business planning for the upcoming year. And so during that, it's a great opportunity to hear what's working for advisors. And then, like I mentioned, share what is working for others and seeing if the right tool is the right resource for them moving into 2022 and just making sure that we're on track to hit their goals and what they're looking to do of growth each and every year. All right. So you say you usually do this in in November. They've started working on it in October. Yeah. So most advisors now, some uh, tend to procrastinate a little bit on on goals and (laughs) it's kind of tough when you have to... uh, uh, work around Thanksgiving, and then you got Christmas. And so usually the holiday season, which interesting enough, a lot of my advisors have really strong November and December's when it comes to bringing on new customers. I don't know if it's just the tis the season to give huh. or uh, the fact that a lot of individuals want to put together, make sure their house is in order with their retirement planning by the end of the year. But during that process, though, uh, we do have a sit down and a lot of the advisors that I've worked with for the last three to four years, uh, we've done these calls uh, every single year. So instead of it being maybe like a first time advisor, a 45 minute call, it might only be a 20 minute to 30 minute call, just uh, fine tuning. And then we set up a follow up call to uh, show some implementation and roadmap out for the next year for their goals. All right. Now, you did mention it's the busy time of year. You've got the holidays, you've got uh, school events, whatever. Do you ever get some of your advisors saying, Jeremy, I just don't have the time for this. I, I, I just don't have the time for this. I, I, I don't need a sit down call. <laughs> um, I actually do. Uh, funny enough that I would say majority of the advisors that are in my advisor mentorship program, um, most of them, I'd say about 80% of those advisors, uh, they do these calls and they have no real um, conflict. Uh, they, they really make it important in their practice to stick to whatever time we do set for these because each and every year, those same advisors tend to grow 
um, and hit their goals. So I think there's a little bit to do with the mindset of it and making it a priority, but there are some that it just, uh, we can reschedule. We'll, we'll move it around. Uh, we'll try to, we'll move it to a later date. And then some people might end up having their 2022 goal car, uh, call, uh, in January of mm. the year. So now all of a sudden we're having to play catch up. So it is pretty important to make sure that you are doing these, uh, calls beforehand, uh, in the previous year. So you're ready to go once the first of the year comes rolling around. Do you ever say, hey, look, you know, you did this last year and you did it on time and look what happened. You did, you did really well, really well. You did really well. So what's your problem? <laughs> it's, it's all about what have you done with me late or what have you done for <laughs> right. me lately? Right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I can point back to that, but I guess when it's all said and done, we are, uh, it's a, it's a service business. So we're here to help serve them. So we have to be flexible. I have to be flexible. So at the end of the day, if these calls do need to be moved, then I will, uh, adjust my schedule for that. But I would say it is, it's a, uh, staggering number when it looks at, when you actually take a look back of the advisors that have these calls with me each and every year and how their business has continued to hit their goals and grow substantially each and every year. So, okay. Well, you, you talk to advisors across the country, uh, you hold these calls with them. So is there anything that stands out when you speak to them? There's a couple things, and I, it's like a uh, on my business planning calls. So whenever I do, it's about a three pager of information. So it's it, it doesn't necessarily need to uh, to be addressed on every single call. I don't have to go through every one of these questions, but for the most part, I would say that uh, most advisors, the common thing that they are. I guess things that they can get better at. And we always take a look back to look forward. And two things that they always say, I'd say majority, if not all the advisors will say things that I need to work on are, I need to work on my time management and I need to work on my organization skills. And well, it, those, those like, are universal, universal complaints, I think. And, yeah. And, and so I would say that that's always a uh, thing, even if an advisor's up 20, 25, 30% from the previous year, that's always on their mind of how can I do a better work-life balance? So we always try to, uh, going back to technology, we try to bring some new things in there where we can leverage an advisor's time so they can make sure that they're staying in front of more prospects while maybe spending that vacation with their with their kids. I've had a lot of advisors this year alone that have actually taken vacations and still held virtual webinars. And right when they get back to their office, here they are with four to five appointments that week. And so it's it's all about the work-life balance. So I find that that's always interesting. But uh, one thing also, I would say now the, the counterpart of that is what do you find when it comes to advisors and what do they do that separates them from their competition? And the answer I would say if not nine out of 10 times, 10 out of 10 times is customer service. So that's always what they right. say, why people choose to do business with me. It's customer service. But that comes back to organization and time management. It Yes, it does. And so if we just look at that from the outside looking in, if every single advisor, majority of advisors, if their main lead to success is customer service, well, 
what does that really say about the marketplace? Yeah. So, I mean, it seems that if your customer service is so good and your competition down the road, if their customer service is good, I mean, what's really separating you from that? And so I really harp on um, a phrase, which is uh, trust equity, because advisors that have the right system and process in play, and they actually do a really good job of bringing full their customer service to attract new clients. And during the process of, I guess, courting a new prospect Mm -hmm. before you convert them to a a client, you really do have to build up that trust equity, which is if you had a home, for instance, uh, you go out and you buy your home. Um, I mean, although you and I both know we don't actually own our homes. Well, that, that, <laughs> that's another argument for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we actually buy those, but um, more so just the equity component of it. So in person, advisor meets a prospect and within two days, they're not just going to love you so much in that quick interaction to where they're going to tell you everything about their financial situation and what their goals are. You got to earn that trust over time. And so that's really what I mean by trust equity. So you have to have a really compact way to build that equity in a short amount of time to make sure that that prospect is converted to a client. And what about that amount of time? How You, you want to be sure that this client is going to be a fit for you as well. And that takes time. Yeah, it it does. And usually we like to look back. So not all advisors are a good fit for this process, especially now that we're about four years into developing this group and really just bringing the best of best uh, like-minded advisors across the country. So there are some minimum thresholds. We find that advisors that are a good fit to be on our monthly calls and actually take place in a uh, business planning call with myself. But with that said, just because you're not part of the advisor mentorship program within my top 20 advisors that are on these calls, um, there's still an opportunity where I will still host these calls with them because I'm all about helping advisors get better. So, I mean, if anybody out there is feels like they're stagnant and they're always looking to learn from what processes, what systems are working for other advisors, and they're open to having that conversation. I'm always open to to listening, but I'm also not going to be doing this with someone who's a, a part-time worker in the financial service industry. So they teach, they teach throughout the years, and then uh, their summer job is being a financial advisor. So that's that's probably not the right fit for for myself and our services. Tell me a little bit more about building this trust equity. What are what are some of the the techniques or the processes that an advisor should use. So think about so think about Amazon. I don't know. I should have asked you this probably before. Do, do you happen <laughs> to do Amazon Prime or? Oh my gosh! Like, yes, of course I do. Of course. Okay. I do. So the good and the bad of Amazon Prime. So the good in regards to especially trust equity is you know that there's guarantees built into that relationship. So if you are to order something online and they were to send something to you, you're going to have it within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, they're going to make up for that. And with our, with our customer behavior nowadays and how people are just so used to instant gratification, you really do have to deliver on promises immediately and you have to grab someone's attention. So 
the good and the bad with Amazon is yes, results driven. It's got to be now. Um, but the good thing for advisors though, is if you're going to mail something to a customer, think about that. If they're receiving things from Amazon in a mail and all of a sudden you mail something to them and they get it four days, five days later after a conversation with you, well, I mean, you're just kind of sticking out with the rest of them. Right. So you got to do things that go above and beyond and know who you're competing with out there to really engage with a prospect. Um, That's just one example, but there's a lot of things that you should be doing throughout that process to really court that, uh, that prospect to eventually convert them to a client. But also you, you should have a good heart and you should be doing this all from, it should just come natural to you, not to, at the end of the day, just create a new sale. And that brings up a very interesting question. It should come naturally. Do you find that some advisors get into this and do they have to learn to do this or is it just instinctive? A little bit of both. And I would say the good thing with with our industry, with a lot of industries, is it is numbers driven. And so when it's all said and done and with systems and processes put into play, you can always look back at what were the numbers? So did you hit your goal? Um, did you get in front of the certain amount of people? So I have advisors that maybe have a goal of getting anywhere from four to five appointments per week. So, and that's what we do on our value engineering. Mm-hmm. We can actually back into the numbers to figure out how many new clients you're going to actually gain over the year by going through the numbers. But just in that example, so over the course of a month, you're looking at 20 new appointments and maybe only three people move forward with you as a financial advisor. And uh, Steve here down the road, maybe two states over out of his 20 appointments, he actually brought on an additional eight clients. So there's always a, a measurable uh, component to the actual appointment process. So we can see what's working with Steve that maybe we can adjust the advisor who only converted only a, a small few mm-hmm. uh, compared to Steve. So there's some opportunity there for for that to work with advisors. And I definitely think as time moves forward though. Um, it's If you think of American Idol, I mean, if you get on stage one day, so that's, I know it's, I'm dating myself because I don't even watch the new ones. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what they're, what, what shows are offered now. It's like talent, shoot my something. I don't know. I don't but anyways. Know. Uh, talent, uh, shoot my something. What? It, sorry. <laughs> I forget what they're, there was one with like fire that came on the TV the other day and I had no idea what that was about. But uh, nonetheless, American Idol. So at the end of the day, we can do as much as we want to with our company, helping advisors get in front of the right amount of prospects, but it's going to come down to the singer. So you have to perform. So there's got to be, there's some accountability on the advisor's stance because we can build up your brand. We can make sure we're giving you the right tools that are successfully working with advisors in different areas. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to come down with you and the mic. Are you going to be able to mm-hmm. convey a message and hold that audience? Or if not, then unfortunately, there's going to be others that might have a, a, a better song if we're keeping with that reference. Wow. Very good segue. Very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that we've gone from uh, advisors to uh, starring on television, lots of really good nuggets in here that you're offering. Is there something we haven't talked about before we wrap up that you want to make sure we mention? Just make sure uh, for those that are listening, especially if you're in any industry, you should always 
be really looking into your numbers, especially in sales. But if, if you are a financial professional and you find yourself out there and you don't really necessarily have that accountability coach, if you don't have someone who's constantly helping you uh, look back at your previous year to look forward, um, I definitely think that that's something that every entrepreneur should have is some type of accountability coach to help them with their numbers. And um, yeah, we, we love the opportunity to help those that might find themselves stagnant, but um, yeah, just make sure that in order to grow, you got to make sure that you're looking back before you look forward. And how can listeners reach you, Jeremy? They can find me on LinkedIn. So just Jeremy Hauser um, on LinkedIn, or you can go to our website, which is www.advisormentorship.com. And then there's actually a learn more uh, tab that you can click on. And if you want some additional resources that some of my advisors, uh, even those here for 2021 that did really well this year, I actually have some resources that I send in an introduction kit. So if you'd like that kit, just go ahead fill out the information, and I'll actually mail it to you. Outstanding. And listeners, don't miss any episode of Jeremy's Advisor Mentorship Podcast. All you have to do is follow or subscribe. Share with others as well, and please comment. Give us your opinions and questions. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.